glass, ice, pour. Hello, friends, and welcome to Whiskey and Rye. I am your host, Ryan Charles Brown. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about partnership, and I am so happy to be talking about partnership with my favorite partner, my wife, Jeanette Brown. Hello. Thank you for having me. Hello, babe. Thank you so much for agreeing to join me on the show to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. It's important, but not only is it important, I have learned a lot about partnership from you. You have taught me a lot about partnership uh, when we were dating and when we were engaged and now that we're married and we have a baby. Yeah. A baby. Uh, I've learned a lot about partnership from you. So uh, I'm very grateful to have you be on the show to talk about it. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, so to kick things off, I thought it would be fun to talk about uh, when was it that you first encountered uh or when you were first introduced to healthy partnership when was that that's a good question and it the answer is not as simple because it requires a little bit of context oh shoot and (laughs) context on a podcast (laughs) right um so i the kind of partnership that I know exists now and is available now and is possible now, I didn't really know was possible before when I was younger, when I when I saw versions of partnership or, or at least relationship. And it wasn't until I moved to California and I was uh, working um, at, at an art college in a cubicle setting. And I was sitting next to um, a, a woman named Chantal who has, you know, become one of my closest friends. And I was complaining to her about, at the time, my, my boyfriend. Mm. And, you know, I would ask, if, ask her for advice. I would vent to her. I would just not really understand you know, why does he do the things that he does? And it would just make me so frustrated sometimes that I thought, why he knows, he knows that I don't like this or he knows this is not good, so why is he doing it? And she told me about a magical <laughs> person <laughs> <laughs> named Allison Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And Allison Armstrong is the creator of PAX programs and the understandmen.com website. And although it sounds... Universe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although it sounds funny, understandmen.com, it's a lot more real than that mm-hmm. and deep. And I was introduced in 2009. Wow. So that's 11 years. Yes. I was very lucky to be um, introduced to this work in my 20s. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, so as you felt like as a woman dating in your 20s, like learning this stuff maybe gave you a bit of a leg up in terms of like how you approach dating, like not above other women, but just like in terms of like feeling like you, you had like some, you were think you were you were going into dating with like some yeah. some more of like a, a knowledge yes. of partnership. Yes, and at the time I was just frustrated with the tools that I had 
and what I saw growing up was just really not working. Yeah. And I, I thought that if I just, at the time, like when I first saw the, the site and heard about the program, you know, I, I thought it was more strategy. Like uh. this will be some strategy that will be really good mm-hmm. for you to know and mm-hmm. how to, how to not like manipulate sounds too aggressive, but maybe influence, um, influence my relationship. But, but I thought if I had a good intention, influence the relationship in a positive way. And if I just had the tools to change this person, to get him to do what I wanted to do, which I thought was the right thing to do. And, you know, let's get on the right page about Mm -hmm. this, about the relationship or whatever, then we won't fight as much. Then we won't have these, you know, disagreements or we'll all be on the same page. So I was just looking for strategy really. And what I got out of it was so much more. It was life changing. I now have really practical human based tools that I use in every relationship of my life, including work relationships, you know, friends, family, in your relationship, Any I think relationship. that's, you know, you were alluding to understanding men was the website, but yeah. it's so much deeper than that, so right? Much like more her than programming that. is really just about relationships. Yeah. And any relationship that you have in your life, you can apply the, these things to. You know, it's not yeah. just romantic relationships because yeah. um, some of the things that I learned from you early on um, were uh, centered around communication. Yes. And asking for what you need. Um, and well, not even just asking for you, just communication, really. Yeah. How do, how do you speak to someone with respect? Right. Yes. Those were a lot of uh, those were a lot of conversations we had <laughs> yes. early on. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. And respect, I learned, means something different to different people. Right. And so, um, you know, something that you may have done with good intention just really triggered me in a way that caused me to feel very disrespected yeah by you or or whatnot well in in understanding that respect probably means something different to a man than it does a woman right right? allison Mm -hmm. brings that to light yes Um, or male female male female um not in 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 her work has now i know grown beyond that but early on yeah early early on when we were learning these things five years ago four or five years ago yeah the 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 language was still man woman yeah you know Mm -hmm. what i mean um male brain female brain yeah that type of thing and what they found um with the modern woman is that the modern woman is in career mode a a -hmm. lot of the time Mm -hmm. which requires a lot more energy and producing Mm -hmm. results which is typically masculine and you know women are more in that masculine mode more often during the day which drains our energy um we're we're not built to feel that kind of stress all the time i'm not saying that we're not built for hard work but i mean like we really just push it to the limit on on minimal sleep, minimal, you know, nutrition, and we're just expected to just produce 
the greatest results on nothing. And that is, is killing us. And that's very masculine, right? Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. masculine. But it's also killing men as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, right. But yeah, so now we've, we've seen that women are also in this like masculine mode a lot of the time um, and not in more of a natural, you know, serene, peaceful. Yeah. yeah or feminine, you know, type of mindset. Right. I guess to differentiate feminine would be a space of being. So, that's you so know, beautiful. feminine yeah, quality, <laughs> feminine qualities are like patience. I can be patience right now. I can be joy. I can be peace. Those are very, you know, it's a very feminine way of of seeing something like around the holidays for mm-hmm. Christmas. Christmas doesn't happen unless, you know, like our grandmothers and our mothers hold the space for Christmas to happen. It's so true. Or for yeah. holidays, it's so true. whatever. I use Christmas because that's what I remember um, with my grandmother. Right. And it was such a, a different day. Um, but without that, without that space, without the container, it's hard to feel it like it's a special thing. But um, the masculine way of being is is more on the producing results, mm-hmm. making something happen, action steps, and it's a lot more physical. Right. And I think um, the expression of emotion is different too, right? Like when you talked about, I think you you would mention one of your uh, things. You you would mention patience and some of those other things, which you, you don't aren't really aren't really expressive. But you mentioned joy. Yeah. And so women expressing joy is probably going to look different than men expressing joy, right? Yeah. So un- understanding those subtle nuances. Yeah. And just accepting that that's just how it is, um, without having to understand. I don't want to get, I'm like jumping at the bit to talk <laughs> yeah. about the yeah, conference. I, no, I don't want to talk about it yet. It's too soon. No, yeah. I, I, you mentioned, uh, there's a, there's, um, there were two things that you mentioned when I talk about the thing that I remember the most is you'd mentioned career woman. So I want, mm-hmm. I would love to, at this point, just maybe talk a little bit about your career. Yeah. Um, because I think partnership is a big part of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you do? Oh my goodness. This is such an exciting topic because I just got a new job and in many ways, this is a job that I've been looking for and asking for and I've been ready to step into and it's been a while since I've been in this type of um, like energy field or vibe because having a baby in 2018 really, you know, kind of cut off that masculine producing results <laughs> side to me. <laughs> yes. And I had to slip into mama mode and, and be that feminine space. And oh my gosh, when I was there, sorry, I'm doing the female thing. I'm bouncing around, but you no, can follow fine. with me. <clears throat> no, that's fine. I'm with you. So, um, I have an issues with my mic, so I'm just, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. So, you know, having a child, um, really had me slow down and just all my senses were so aware and firing on all cylinders, taste, smell, touch, everything. I was so aware of all the intuition and the feminine qualities. And it was really interesting to be in that mode after coming off of, 
you know, just being in career mode um, as as a young woman and in, then stepping into my career. So I have been taking a break for a while and I was in my last role for four years. And now that's, you know, that's pretty rare. People change mm-hmm. jobs every two years and yeah. climb up the ladder. I was in the same position for four years. Um, so I'm really excited um, because this was a promotion and now I am the director of industry engagement um, under the umbrella of career services for a tech company named uh, 2U. Um, there is also a, uh, I don't know how to explain that. Just to you. Yeah. There's a lot of, it's multifaceted, right? Like because it's a tech company and because of all of the, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really proud to be a part of this company. I've never been with a part of a a tech company before. And the technology that I have access to is incredible. I'm sure it's insane. I can now do the job of for people, you know, from traditional practices that I have used in the past. It's just amazing. So um, we partner with, well, to you in general, partners with universities like UCLA, um, NYU, Columbia, um, Harvard, wow, Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan well. State, <laughs> um, most of the UCs in California, and so um, they they power these boot camps, these technical boot camps for students, um, and then my team's job is to invite industry professionals to these project demo day events at the end of graduation to help the students get jobs. And we also put on different career events and workshops, hiring events with different companies. Um, so just yeah. really quickly, though, because we're talking about partnership. Yeah, sorry. I, and, but I just want to highlight these companies. Yeah. It's not like you're getting like, you know, Renee's coffee, you know, <laughs> yes. Renee's coffee shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like the local Kinko's. Like, no, these are, are like the com- Google. Yeah. Who are the companies that you're partnering with? Yeah. Google. Google. Uh, uh, Really, I mean, all the major all companies. All of the major companies. Well, right? on a national basis, it's right. true. Yeah. Where my team covers the West Territory from right. Washington okay. all the way down to Arizona, but that includes Silicon That's Valley. Silicon Valley, right. So yeah. we have a lot of those tech companies from uh, San Francisco, Google included, um, but then we have entertainment companies because LA is a, is a big part. Um, so companies like Disney and yeah even Netflix and Hulu and Warner Brothers and all of those guys. Um, But then uh, even aerospace companies, financial companies, healthcare companies. There are so many companies now that are utilizing um, tech. Yeah. And really the students can work anywhere. That's unbelievable. Yeah. But these skills really do come in handy when partnering with, you know, a variety of individuals, not just simply men or women, but just a range of, a range of personalities. Right. Um, and it's, it's really been, been great to have tools of basic communication, basic listening skills, um, questions that make people feel comfortable and you know, make you seem like you're engaged, which you are, Mm -hmm. you know, it's Mm -hmm. genuine. Mm -hmm. Um, but just knowing how people listen, 
knowing how I come across and how I might be, you know, causing someone to be uncomfortable or not or, or whatever. It's just good to be aware of these basic um, communication, yeah. you know. I've been thinking about that as well, walking the fine line of being who I am and understanding that maybe being who I am might make some people uncomfortable in certain yeah. situations that I'm in. Um, and I think specifically just in how I dress sometimes, you know, like even oh, you were telling yeah. me like we were going somewhere and I like, uh, I wanted to throw in a bow tie yeah. and you were like, I feel like the bow tie makes you unapproachable. And I'm yeah. like, what? Who doesn't want to talk to a guy with a bow tie? You yeah. know, but given the situation we were stepping into and I think we had been somewhere like we had already kind of like felt out the vibe. And so like, yeah. it was just kind of like you were feeling like, no, I think the bow tie is actually going to set you out yeah. side of the pack. Yeah. And I really struggled with that, honestly, because mm -hmm. I'm in a season where I'm wanting to honor myself and yeah. I want to be who I am. Like, yeah almost unapologetically. Yeah. Um, but understanding that I am going to, that I am interacting with the public a lot, uh, yeah. not only doing this, but the other community work that I do, um, that I maybe should be a little bit more cognizant of, of how I come across in yeah. certain situations. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, you know, a bad thing right. that you wore the bow tie or, or whatnot. I didn't wear the bow tie. But... <laughs> I listen to your advice. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It's just being sensitive to yeah. it. Yeah. So in this new role, what like what type of partnership or what type of yeah, I guess you say what type of partnership concepts are you excited to bring? Like maybe mm. one or two. What do you feel like, oh, I can definitely like bring this to the table for yeah. your team? Because you manage a team. Yes. I manage a team. It's a great team. Yeah. I love the team. Um, You're a great manager. Thank you. Uh, three welcome. ladies, diverse, um, diverse in thought, mm -hmm. diverse in background, and diverse in personality. Um, just wonderful ladies. So I think for me being new, um, the first thing that I'm, I'm focusing on is building trust. Mm -hmm. And building trust in relationships, I believe, begins with, with being a space an open, available space to connect. So that means not being distracted. If someone's talking to me, then they have my focus. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, participating and engaging with them back and forth, showing interest. Um, it's not just my show, my ideas, you know, <laughs> my, <laughs> yeah, my, show, my spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is your show. <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> oh man. No, just kidding. Oh man. Um so building trust, you know, through listening and engaging and being an uh an open space to connect, a real authentic genuine space to connect. Um also being true to myself, letting folks know how I work instead of trying to figure out the correct way to work and mm. what way to work does do most people work and, and no just being honest yeah. this is the best way that i work this is what you can expect from me i think people um 
feel safer and more comfortable with expectations, especially with a new leader. That helps to build trust as well. So, you know, all those little things. Yeah. You were using air quotes around correct because it sounds like yeah. it sounds like for you, you approach your you approach your team individually mm-hmm. um, with how you are figuring out best ways to partner with them. You know yeah. what I mean? As opposed yep. to taking like a general approach to partnership. Yes. Um, you know, you're you're taking it more of like on an individual basis. Yeah. Learning from them, taking cues from them and yep. then figuring out like in what you know or what skills you have will sort of match the best. That's what yep. I'm hearing you say. And being a um, partner. Yeah. And also knowing roles. This was something that I I learned um in the partnership work that there is there's only room for one provider and you mean like in your group in your team yeah, yeah and each topic could have a provider or a lead i see um and what i what i mean by that is it simply just accountability who's accountable for Maybe that's a better way to say it instead of providing who's accountable for this, who's accountable for that, what am I accountable, what are you accountable, and just having an understanding and being clear. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've seen that women sometimes just try to figure it out by not saying anything and just feeling it out, feeling out the other people, feeling out, you know, based on how they feel and the vibe, what should, what should they do instead of just being open and, and honest about, you know, just uh, communicating and, and different needs. Right. So do you think, um, and I'm, I'm, this is a leading question. I'm just going to say, I think that again, that unsuredness comes from the sort of, um, subconscious level of I don't want to seem too assertive or that I know too much because it's going to be threatening to my male coworkers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think, I think that unsuredness might come from that point because one of the things that I've, um, really appreciated about being married to you and getting, spending a lot of time with you is getting to see your intuition. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and as someone who grew up around a lot of women, I have two sisters. Um, I grew up, you know, my mom was a, a single, I was a single mom a lot, of, a lot of the time, a lot of the years. So, you know, just being around women a lot, I, I grew up around a lot of really strong, amazing women. And so I've really learned to appreciate the intuition. So I think women are very intuitive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think those times where they're maybe feeling unintuitive in the workplace, maybe because that fear of mm-hmm. tap of like leaning into their intuition because, oh, she's too sure of herself. She's cocky. She's this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's like a damned if you do, damned if you do don't kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Just offering that out as a thought. Yeah. And that's that's the tricky part of of. I'll speak for myself. That's yeah. the tricky part of being um, in a leadership role as a woman. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I have two choices. I can come to work like a man and I can be. You know, like that man in a skirt idea mm-hmm. where I can be firm, but maybe rigid and maybe a little bit more detached and unemotional 
You you know what I mean when yeah. I when I say that it's yeah. it's just more of a general generality. Yeah. Um. Or I can come in, and people are gonna think I'm soft, and scatterbrained, too and nice. too nice. Yeah. If I try to make friends, if I try to be nice, because we are, we're taught to be polite, and say the the nice thing, but. I've learned that there's a secret option number three where I can be myself, my authentic self. I can be feminine. I don't have to be a man. It For me personally, trying to, to force my way into that, you know, masculine world, I would just rather not. I don't yeah. need to, I don't need to compete. It's, it takes too much energy from me personally to, to compete at that level. So I, I don't compete. And I join the table as a woman and I hold the space for myself um, and I show up with boundaries and a strong sense of self, a sense mm-hmm. of who I am. And I've learned if I, if I haven't learned, you know, anything else by understanding men, I've understood myself on mm. such a deep level that I know exactly who I am. So if I come into a space and somebody is offended by me or someone takes what I say the wrong way, it's okay because I know who I am. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. that I don't mean harm and I'm trying to do the right thing and I kind of grant myself that positive intent um, even if it goes south. Yeah. I said what I needed I set a boundary and I just, I was my authentic self. Yeah. Now, I know you have to play the the office politics sometimes and every company has politics. Even the best companies have politics. So, you know, there are some like little games that you have to play, especially working with, with women and, and even men, you know, just feeling each other out and um, all those, those, you know, unspoken little behaviors and meanings and and everything there's still that but i've just learned how to how to how to be honest and know how to ask for what i need the mm-hmm. right way mm-hmm. in a calm way i've learned how to be firm but but kind and respectful i used to think that i had to use my voice my screaming loud yelling voice to get what i want and to just kind of like shove my weight around and make people do what I wanted them to do by being loud or crying. Yeah. Oh. You know, oh. that's another strategy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But now to, I can... To, to change the dynamic of the yeah. situation. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I used to think that um, asking for what you needed means that you were needy. And oh. that I wasn't <laughs> allowed to, to have needs. Yeah. That I wasn't allowed to ask for yeah. what I needed. I wasn't allowed to say, hey, that didn't really sit well with me when you said that. That hurt. Yeah, yeah. that hurt. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. instead, what I used to do was just assume that the other person would just notice that they would notice and then I would start to do some unspoken behavior to get them to notice that they hurt my feelings. And now I just simply say, you hurt my feelings when you said this. 
and this is how I took it. This is how it came across and this is how it felt mm. to me. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to argue with somebody's feelings. Yep. This made me feel like this mm -hmm. and that's okay mm -hmm. to feel like that. And mm -hmm. I also have a rule of thumb or a code of honor or whatever it is that I don't go attacking the other person's character either. Yeah, you're real good about that. So I just simply, you know, address the the hurt without attacking the character, without saying, you know, like, you're so blank, 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 you know, you don't even blank, blank, or you always, or you never, yeah. anything like that. I just say, that hurt me when, you, you know, when this was said, or when you said this, it hurt it hurt me or it disrespected me. Yeah. I, I, um, I really feel like I learned those lessons again, a lot early on from you. Um, because I remember for me, I had a hard time getting to the hurt, like getting to the point, you yeah. know? So I would bring up things from several days or even weeks ago. He'd be like, what are you talking about? And even now, sometimes I do that. You're like, Oh, that's really what you're upset about, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, Cause it'll finally come out, you yeah. know, after, you know, five or 10 minutes of just, you know, me kind of fumbling around, just being upset and kind of cranky about certain things. Yeah. Eventually what really, it, how I really feel came out. And so I think, yeah, I, I think for, for, for me, I really valued learning that from you early on, um, learning how to communicate. Cause you used to say things like, you can't be mean. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not being mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not mean. It's, I'm just, I'm just saying things to just like say them. I don't really mean them. It's like, well, but, but you're being but you're hurtful. But you're saying them right. and they're mean right. things. You're like, well, I don't hurtful. mean them. Well, but you're saying but them you're though. But you're saying them, right? Yeah. 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 And it hurts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like if somebody says F you. Yeah. And you're like, well, I don't mean it. Right. Well, you're not allowed to say it. Right. Then, you know. We drew a line on that, you and I. Yeah. We can't say that to each other. Yeah. We can't say the F word. Yep. It's hard. It is hard. <laughs> it is hard. And sometimes we say it but not at each other. So uh -huh. at least it's not at me. Do you say it under me? your breath? Like as we're walking away sometimes? I do. I'll admit it. <laughs> I do. I don't no, say it at you, but I do but say I, it. But I, what do I say? I say something, but it's not like that. But I do say like, I say jerk a lot more, but I'm just a lot more like positive. <laughs> Maybe <Sweaty>. ass. <laughs> I don't know. But oh, man. I, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's just because okay. I have both of those things. I'm a jerk and I I'm an ass. <laughs> yeah. You are an ass. <laughs> you Well, no. You can be an ass <laughs> on purpose. But, you know, I can get a little so-and-so oh, -so as well. So I think if I were to boil it down, you know, all these things are very lofty. You know, just listen. Just have better communication. What does yeah. that even mean? How yeah. do you even do that? How do you build trust? How do you... How do you, you know, stop attacking your boyfriend's character or your husband's character when you just want to like fucking kill him? Yeah. You know, how do you yeah. do that? Yeah. Well, you don't get to that point because when you're when you're at that point, when you're at your breaking point, no one's going to partner with you. Right. You know, you're not going to get anywhere. No one's going to listen to you. The volume and the pressure of being in that mode turns people off. They shut down. Mm -hmm. 
So it's not even a productive, you know, place to start. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Starting at that place to set a boundary is not a good idea and it doesn't work. And we've all been there, especially with women. It's really hard to set boundaries. And when the anger bursts through the need and you, you, you need this and you're, or no, no, sorry. The anger pushes through the fear. Oh yeah. Then yeah. you're setting the boundary, right. but you're afraid of up until that point that you get angry and you don't set it. You don't set the boundary when you're calm and yeah. when the need has just you like just appeared. become aware of it. You just or, yeah or, or become or aware. Or it's like sort of relatively new. Yeah. You're kind of just yeah yeah. So here's what it boils down to. It boils down to each person has to commit to being on the same team. Yeah. It sounds really simple, but that means that I am for you and you're for me. You have my back. I have your back. Even if you're the problem in this moment or in this scenario, I still can trust myself and my ability to ask for what I need. Mm-hmm get what I need, if it's sleep, if it's good food, if it's water, if it's exercise, if it's acupuncture, if it's chiropractor, those are, that's my part. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to be filling my need or my tanks mm -hmm. um, in those areas. But then getting what I need from you at that level of where I can still be kind and respectful, even if I'm being firm. Yeah. And. Because you can be both. Yes. You can be kind and respectful and be firm. Yes. But I also noticed that it's hard to do that with a partner who is unwilling. Yes. So then you need a willing yes. participant yes. to do that. And if the willing, if the participant is not willing and it's somebody that you're married to or a legal partnership or a business or even a parent or a sibling that, family you know, member, right? family yeah. member mm -hmm. that you don't mm -hmm. choose based on mm -hmm. their personality. Right. Anyone like that, you, oh, I forgot where I was going with that. You're talking about like you have a choice, you have choice. Um, yeah, you but before that. approach the partnership. That um, you're on the same team. On the same team. Got to be an all-star. You just have to, you have to, yeah, and being a willing participant. Willing participant, right. If the other person is not willing, but you're married or you're in a legal mm -hmm. partnership or family situation that you have to work together right. or you're in a work situation where you wouldn't have like normally picked, or picked right. this yeah. coworker or something, oh, right, but now right, you right. have to partner with them. So you can go first. That's what I realized. Mm -hmm. I can go first and I can start. Somebody has to start. I can start by, listening, asking for what I need, apologizing for when, you know, I, I was leaning away from the mic cause I was going to burp. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> you trying you to tell me great. something? No, no, no. You sound um, great. <laughs> oh man. I threw you off. I'm yeah, so that's sorry. okay. You were talking about showing up being a willing participant. Yes. Okay. So if you have to partner with, yeah, people that yeah. that you work with mm -hmm. and you know you really need this this partnership to work um even if honestly it's not really a partnership 
but it's a working ship, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, something. Yeah. A partnership is where both people are um, moving toward a shared goal or a yeah. shared yeah. purpose, yeah. you know, a shared a shared goal, shared vision. Right. Um, where sometimes in work we don't have those things and sometimes um, in the in family situations or whatnot. So anyhow, my point is you can go first and what that looks like, it might be bumpy. It might mm-hmm. be really bumpy to go first, especially if it's an, an intimate relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you and your partner have been going through some really, really hard stuff and you have to go first. It sucks. But I, I've learned that it works. And if you're going to go first, then you have to be really committed to, to being on that team. Like, Sometimes I think like, oh, okay, I, I married Ryan. Like mm-hmm. I married him. He's my husband. I don't hate him. Like I love him. I'm in love with Ryan. I partnered with him because there are really good ass. reasons, you know, like try to get myself back to that space. <laughs> I actually do love him. Okay. I love him. I want, I want good things for him. I don't want him to like, you know, burn and suffer. Okay. Yes. So finding a place to start, a place of love. I want reconciliation. I want respect. I want this type of relationship. So you have to go first. Yeah. And I'm going to say something that might make it a little bit easier too. And something that we learned. um, I had heard it before, but we both learned it um, from that workshop. You're talking about Lux? No. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 So this idea that a relationship in the sense of, you know, our relationship, our marriage, our, you know, 20 year marriage. Oh, that's a big relationship with a lot of baggage. And that's really, Mm -hmm. you know, like our relationship is really difficult right now. Our relationship is not fun. Our relationship is awful. Our relationship is happy and fun and, you know, whatever it is. We learn all of those things yeah. at various points, right? Right. But we interact with our relationships as if it is a separate entity from ourselves. And so it's like the relationship is over there. Like you and I are going through something, but... But our relationship is still over there with all the history and all the baggage and all those mistakes and all the mm-hmm. wrongdoings and everything is in there. It lives in there. It's it's a historical reminder of all of our shit and it yeah. just lives in there. Yeah. And we just tote this relationship around saying, well, it's not fun. It's not this. It's not that. And something that really set me free was realizing that a relationship really doesn't exist mainly because only the the present moment really actually exists. And a relationship is simply instances or moments of relating. Yeah. So what that means is, in this instance right now of you and I relating can be different (laughs) than all the other instances. And you can start with this one today or this one right now. And... It doesn't have to come with all that history. And also, if, if, if I want my relationship to be more fun, then the good news is I can be a space of fun. 
I can go and fill my tanks, like my fun tanks. What do mm -hmm. I need in order to be fun? I need a lot mm -hmm. of sleep. I need really good food and water and, and all that. Maybe I need to go, f you know, exercise. And, and so I can actually build my fun tanks up and then come to you in this moment of relating and bring fun. Right. And be fun. And then the relationship starts to be fun in that moment. Right. And it's just moment by moment. And that really set me free. Yeah. Because it makes the baggage almost non-existent. Like disappear. Right? right. Yeah. And I think what I'm hearing you say, um, and, and this probably runs parallel to what you're saying, but it, it sounds like you can make the conscious choice to say... I'm going to bring my best self to the relationship mm -hmm. um, even if there have been moments where we were relating that I wasn't my best self or yes. or this person wasn't bringing out the best in me. Yes. Right. Or they weren't being their best self, which yeah. wasn't allowing me to be my best self. Yeah. Even when when those things happen, yeah, you can still bring your best self. Yeah, you can still move forward with what is um, what you know are like your highest intentions, right? So, like yeah. you mentioned, freedom. I think for you is a is a yeah. is a is a big one. If you yeah. if you can if you can feel free in our relationship, yeah, exactly. That mm -hmm. gives you access to a free to a be part myself. of yourself that you really love, a yeah. version of yourself that you really love. Yeah, yeah, free to be silly, yeah. free to be myself, free to be, you know, like, just like have weird, you know, silly songs that right. we sing or just yes. be, you know, a weirdo we a and a nerd about, kids. about stuff. Just be myself, to yeah. be free to be myself. That's mm -hmm. what I really mean. Total freedom to, to be who I am and to be seen and to just know that I can express myself, you know, in the most natural way and that it's accepted mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and loved, Yeah, you know, really, but, but also me doing my part about getting what I need so that I'm not this rage monster that now you have to deal with because you married me and this is just, you know. Yeah. You just have to deal with who I am. No, I can be responsible and do my part. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've, you know, what I've tried to do. Although I'm not perfect. I've never met anyone who's perfect. So another thing that you and I do that I really like is that we're allowed to come to each other and say, hey, I messed up. Mm -hmm. I really didn't mean that. Or, you know, like I take it back. You know, sometimes that's really powerful Absolutely. when you say that to me yeah. or when you right away say i'm yeah. sorry i'm sorry i did i i really yeah. didn't mean that yeah. i'm sorry that slipped out but then it's my responsibility to honor that and let it go and and not yeah. just like you know rub well, your not let it go, face but, but in the mud mean, about right. it yeah. yeah like if you slip and you say like f you or whatever and you're like, like i'm sorry i'm breath. sorry i didn't mean it you know i'm sorry these are just really small examples in like a, you know, a big partnership like this yeah. or a serious relationship. Like some of those are really charged up and you and I have been in those times when we're so charged up and it's yeah. so hard to partner. And those moments require, it's like if the other person, we say this, you and I say this, 
in those moments, like imagine us like fighting and disagreeing and not really getting on the same page. And it's so frustrating. It's usually like around the holidays or we're visiting family or mm. something's going on. Lack like there are, yeah, multiple things are happening. Yeah. That's the time when we say whoever can does, meaning whoever can snap out of it and say and be the first to go and be the first to say like hey i'm sorry i didn't mm -hmm. really mean that or mm -hmm. or hey can we tomorrow can this look a little bit different tomorrow can we do this instead or hey i've been going without without you know something that i need for the last few days can i get this and it's like just the act of the other person having the courage to come to you and say I'm sorry, the other person has an obligation, at, at least you and I have an understanding that the other person has to put their sword yeah, down. Absolutely. You can't go in. You can't the come. Kill. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Because we've done that before yeah. where the other person has taken that opportunity. The other person is unarmed. Yeah. And then it's an opportunity to like lash out. Go for the kill. Go for the kill. And I invite you to not. Yeah. And I invite yeah. you to have that in that, you know, understanding and that agreement. I keep pointing at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that we have that I understanding. Mean, it's true. I am that one. You do invite that me. if you're going to go first, <laughs> yeah. it takes a lot of guts to go first. Yeah. If, well, you know, you've gone first a lot for us. So yeah. you can speak to what that's like. And man, is it so hard. But yeah. then you so, just remember, what are you doing this for? Right. Do you want to stay? Do you want to stay in this yeah. relationship? Do you want to do this? Do you want this partnership? How committed are you to this partnership and having like the relationship that you want and even like the life that you want? You right. know, how committed are you? You can be mad. You can be angry. You can go off pissed off into the corner and just make the other person pay and punish them and scold them and belittle them and whatever you're going to do, attack their character until they're down to a nub. Mm -hmm. But then... None of that's partnership. None of that. You're right. None of that is partnership. And I, like I said before, I love you. Like, <laughs> I love you. And I'm treating you like this. Right. You know, you love right. me and you're treating me like this. I treat... Committed life partner. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that had to stop. Right. That right. had to go. Right. Those those things have to go. And somebody has to go first. And somebody has to go through that that jungle. Yeah. First. Do you feel like there's some sort of, like, unspoken cultural thing that just feels like married people like once you get married you're just allowed to talk to your spouse or partner yeah. however you want i've seen that there's like a thing right yeah it's just like well i'm married I'm stuck to with them you now. well no not even that that means like it's almost like an excuse to not communicate at your highest level anymore, yeah right like yeah like well we're married now we don't so i don't have to ask perfectly for what i need right yeah oh man that's or like the oh, other we're married thing. now like, so i just i don't she's like I don't they don't deserve do. it Right. Or not even that they deserve it, but that it's just too much work. Yeah. And that they just feel like, nah, I'm not willing to put in the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I've learned uh, over the last 11 years is that partner partnership takes work. Yeah. Relationship doesn't. You can be in relationship with literally anybody. But it could be dormant, right? Like it could be inactive. It's just moments of relating. Right. So any moment that you're relating with anybody, you're 
you know, you're potentially in like, you know, a relationship where a partnership, this is another level, right? This is like the next level. This is elite level, advanced level. You, you have a mirror shining on you every second of every day of how you're being and Mm -hmm. who you're showing up as. And are you a space of partnership? You know, what am I going to bring to the table? It's all very intentional and it takes effort. Right. Right. I'm not saying that partnership is easy. It's not easy. It takes work. No, I think it's a myth. But it's worth it. It's really worth it. And after a while, especially with the same partner, um, even if it's not the same partner and you just get really good at partnering with people and, you know, getting them to trust you and, you know, you show them how you want to be treated and all of that, it could also work like that. But to be with somebody that's willing to put in the time, man, partnership can be so quick and smooth after a while and where we would used to fight about the silliest stuff the stupidest stuff Mm -hmm. and it would take our fights would would last for days you know some people you know they fight for weeks silent treatment yeah it's that just starts affecting your life and so our like what kind of what kind of experience do you want are you and if you are fighting about those little things, the little things like like managing the household, who's mm-hmm. going to do what? This Dishes, I brought up that cooking, before. Accountable. Yeah, yeah. It's really good to, to list out yeah. who's accountable for this, who's accountable for this. Yeah. And that way, you know, everything is kind of covered. And so, okay, here's my point. My point is... When you don't have you to, you always have to be making a point. Like that's the you. beautiful thing about podcasts. Like Thank you can just talk and talk and talk and never make a. I appreciate Never make that. a point. It's totally fine. But here's my point for the listeners who appreciate <laughs> a point. Yeah. My point is. Imagine, what you can focus on, what you can put your effort toward, and your resources when you're not fighting all the time. Yeah. What can you talk about when you have three hours every night because you work full-time jobs and you have just a few hours together every right. night? Or what if you don't see each other and you have these moments on the weekend? Or what if you see each other all damn day, every day? Right. What if you could spend less energy and effort on fighting? And what would you talk about? I know. What would you talk about? What could you talk about? What yeah. What could you be for and what you what could you be up to as a couple even if it's just up to i'm gonna you know raise this family the best way that i can and we're gonna really squeeze every you know morsel out of life and just be happy and just you know have this loving family, whatever. It yeah. doesn't even have to be like we're achieving things and opening up a nonprofit and whatever else. But what if you could? But what if you could, right, yeah. And right. that's why I love, you know, being in this type of partnership because you and I can conquer the world together. Yeah, it's, that's absolutely, I was actually just talking about that at Not lunch today. Not conquer the world. You know what? I just thought about this, you know, you know, we can like, take that out but like conquer the world is not actually it's a good meta- thing no i know but metaphorically i know what you meant yeah we're, yes we're not going to become <laughs> dictators who actually run the, run the world but you know what i mean with our ideas of partnership that might not be such a bad thing like we but can we're not going to do that don't take my whiskey <laughs> you have your own one what i mean is imagine what we could be up to 
and imagine the the life of purpose and passion that we could have also coupled with maintenance partnership maintenance Mm -hmm. cleaning Mm -hmm. out all Mm -hmm. those cobwebs of hurt feelings and saying sorry and getting through some of the really tough stuff making deals is another partnership um piece that I learned and that you and I do a a lot of times so it's replacing compromising where it might be a lose-lose situation or or even just like a partial lose a little bit you lose a little something each more to a win-win but not necessarily an optimal ideal win but but enough right my part gets enough of what I need and then you get enough of what you need and that could look like you know dropping Reese off at his grandma's house in order for you to do some work Mm -hmm. but I need the car and so like just kind of working out these little deals or a deal around you know getting the trash taken out for example and so you have a deal that you and I have an Mm -hmm. understanding and we've made a deal about who takes the trash out when does it get taken out or what what's my part in taking the trash out what's your part in taking the trash out whatever it is yeah so once all those things are settled and you have your like little system then game on right because it's all automatic at that point right with dishes, chores, laundry, you know, grocery shopping, um, kids, childcare, all of that. Like, imagine taking care of all of that, having like your accountability, you know, outline for all those things. Who needs to be accountable for what? Making deals around the the real, you know, weird situations or, or parts that are more difficult, and then you're free to. Like, look at us. We're doing a podcast. I know. Like at we, the end of the at night. At the end of the night, we we had dinner already. Yeah. We put the baby down. Yeah, together. because we know. I know my part. You know your yeah. part. You know. So yeah. that's all also really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, there were so many things that you were talking Sorry. about in there that that no 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 it's it's great. Um, but but I think I I again I like. I like how you were talking about the the opportunities that you have when you are not spending that energy fighting. How yeah. you're able to talk about things and actually make plans and invest in your um, invest in your hobbies and invest in your passions, and you really just get to know one another. Yeah, you do. You know, you get to spend that time getting to know each other. I mean, we we our schedules you know even though we both work from home yeah which is great yeah sometimes we need to make time for each other during the day because yeah. i'll be working at night or you'll be traveling you'll have to go visit a campus for a, for a night yeah or a day um or you have a demo day event or something like that you yeah. know so um we we've figured out ways to carve out that time together but you don't even really get to that point where you're carving out time to spend time with one another if you're not talking about what your needs are and what mm-hmm. is important to you. And I think that was one of the things that I really appreciated this weekend about a partnership conversation that allowed you to think about your needs. Mm-hmm. And we did some exercises. Uh, the one that I'm thinking specifically is when we were um, walking around sharing one thing that if people knew that about us, we feel like we could have more space in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And most of that centered around needs, you know, something that Mm -hmm. we had needed that people had, had just foregone for so long, just kind of given up on. And I think that those, 
those things happen in relationships so easily, especially when you're committed to someone, you just fall into the, well, I just assume how that, that's how it's going to be. Yeah, they're never going to give that to me. Right, it's over. It's always going to be this way. They wouldn't give that to Mm -hmm. me or Mm -hmm. this need is not appropriate or whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, what if... What if there was something that, you know, would make you really happy or would, would make things really simple or or just simply saying, you know, to your to your partner. Sometimes I I would have to say this to you, like we would be watching, you know, shows like TV is something that, you know, our preferences are, different. you know, on on different sides of the spectrum um, where you know, if you, if you don't mind speaking for you on this topic, but to, to you, TV seems to like be a good escape mm-hmm. and downtime and just like just vegging veg out, out yeah. shutting your mind shutting off, off, just kind of like transition. Yeah. Transitioning where, you know, TV doesn't do the same. I don't have the same benefit with TV, so I don't really watch a lot of TV. And so, um, Ryan would like to spend you know, time with us or time with me together at night watching some, some shows. Mm -hmm. And it was just a simple tweak. Like I, I know my limit on shows, you know, my limit Mm -hmm. on shows is like three episodes, three episodes, 45 minutes. Yeah. 45 minute hour and a half long episodes. Right. About a little over two hours. Yeah. Yeah, That's as long as I can do. Two fifteen. Yes. But if I had assumed that, you know, Ryan would never tweak his TV schedule, this would always be what he needed, that at night, I'm not just, I, I'm just not going to get what I need at night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch TV. He's going to have it on. He's going to yeah. have his shows that he yeah. likes. And I'm just going to have to sit there and watch the TV and I can get my time some other time. Well, when I started speaking up about that and started coming to you like, hey, is there something that we can do? I really like sharing hearts. I really like that's what we call it when we share, um, you know, about our day or just like the positive things. I I miss that when we watch TV and that really fills up my tanks and it helps me, you know, transition at night where if, if I'm watching TV, it's like I'm keeping all of this in and I still have to do something even after we watch the TV to transition myself. Right. So um, all that to say, it might be an easy ask, really. Like, mm-hmm. hey, would you mind if we watch one show? And then what do you think? Would you consider, you know, doing a little project for an hour? Or, hey, I have this game that I've been wanting to play. Or mm-hmm. just, I don't know, whatever. Right, right that we don't have to watch TV mm-hmm. and it could be a yes. And it could be a yes. Right. Like yeah. Good news. No, that's a good point because I think sometimes we, uh, when you're in relationships, we, we blow up these asks to think like it's going to be something that's a really big deal. It's yeah. a big shift in this person's, you know, and how they'll they never think say things. Yes. They'll never say yes. Uh, and that fear of them saying no. But I think one of the things that I appreciate about you and uh, in, in our partnership is it's it's thinking about what really is the yes that you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is the yes for you that we don't watch TV at all yeah. at night? Or right. is the yes for you that we just limit and we watch, you know, 
some nights, most nights it is okay. But if there's a night or two that we don't like, that's great too. You know? Um, I think that's the thing too, understanding like what is my ultimate ask? Yeah. And that's what I really got clarity from this week. uh, The last weekend at Lux was thinking about your ultimate ask. Yeah. You know, and one of, one of the things that I want to do, Allison has a program called the great ask. I think. Yeah, it's like a download. Maybe it's an hour. Yeah, I think so. it's like 45 minutes or an hour yeah. or something like that. And I think I'd, re- I'd really like to do that course. It's called The Great Ask. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to do that course. Yeah. Because, you know, there's other books out there, Getting to Yes and um, oh, How yeah. to Make Friends and Influence People. Sometimes and, and, those and, are and, strategies, and, 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 though. Yeah. But the thing, that, the thing that I really took away this weekend was um, strategy's fine. You know, strategy gets gets things done. It gets it moves things forward. That's it's fine. But I learned about intention and intention over strategy mm-hmm. and how if you really share people that you're in partnership or if you're in an extraordinary relationship with you share with them the intention as opposed to your strategy of getting your needs. Um, you can really get a lot more of what you need and can really strengthen the partnership because what yeah. you are is you're, you're, you're giving vulnerability when you're asking for something, Yeah, you know, and I, I think I'm speaking more from when a man does that, mm-hmm. um, because it, it's a big, it's a, it's a big ask for us to, to tell, to say what we need. That's like, yeah. I, I was talking about this on the last episode that I think it would be more comfortable for me to streak naked down center court mm-hmm. of the Staples Center during the Lakers and the Clippers game than it is to ask for what I need. Yeah. Like I feel more Absolutely. comfortable naked same in front of strangers. Us too. As opposed we're to asking to for have what needs. I need. Right. That's the same for women too? Yeah, or else we're needy. We're high maintenance. That's oh, the wow. that's See, the worst thing to be. That, yeah. See, I thought women were comfortable with that though. They were just comfortable expressing what their needs are. You know, and some it's women are. So, I yeah. have met women that are more comfortable doing that but i've also met but a lot in your of women there are women are afraid. Who, who are afraid of asking for yeah wow I would but not, they're not I allowed would, to yeah. have these needs or how could huh. i ask well you know i think people in general have um you know a worthiness thing yeah you know yeah, just, I see that. just maybe not feeling worthy i see that in different areas of their of their life i see that you know it was kind of like attached I'm to not them. questioning you I'm just I'm yeah. just surprised to hear that so I, I yeah. was that's I'm just yeah to, to speak you know sometimes women don't even know what they need you know you we know, experienced that this weekend yeah yeah it took me a while to figure out how many hours of sleep do I actually uh, need like uh-huh. my body uh-huh. what does my body yeah. need how much water yeah. does my body need what yeah what um what cycle works better for me? When, when does my body like to wake up and Mm -hmm. go to sleep? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't even checked in with my own body about my, my needs for just like getting my basic needs met, my basic survival needs. And then just discovering my quality of life needs, Mm -hmm. you know, after, after doing a yoga class, how do I feel? And mm-hmm. what does it give me access to? And, mm-hmm. and who can I be now that I've done an hour of yoga today or, or an hour of yoga this week? Mm-hmm. Like, who can I be this week? Mm-hmm. Who can I be for my family? Who can I be for, you know, my company, my team, my sister, my best friends? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I realized that I can notice and I can like keep track. Okay. Yeah. That, that, was really great when I went to, 
you know, the park and I took my socks off and I put my feet in the grass and that filled me up so much. Then I went back to, you know, working or, you know, with Reese or he was cranky or teething or whatever. And all of a sudden I have all this patience. Mm -hmm. So it's like a trial and error thing. I don't think Mm -hmm. we really just wake up knowing what we need. We have no idea what we need. Mm some people, you know, I'm, I'm just being very general, but a lot of us don't know what we need. And a lot of us, um, put our needs on other people. And when I realized that I can meet a lot of my needs, um, and just like my, my quality of time need being around, you know, a friend or calling a friend on a lunch break, does that give me energy? Does, does this just like trying things on and trying them out, being in nature for, for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm talking about like more my needs or, or whatnot. And that's what that looks like. You haven't mentioned chai teas. Oh my gosh. I love chai teas. (laughs) Chai teas. What are the routines that I need? What are the routines in the morning that I need? What, you know, like having, I recently switched from coffee to chai tea. To five chai teas a day. <laughs> no. Went from one cup of coffee to five chais. <laughs> I love chai tea. And you have the, different chais. Yes. I I particularly like the masala chai, uh-huh. the more traditional Indian style um, masala chai. So I've given myself a limit. Because I of do five. get you know, two chai teas and then <laughs> I like to hold my mug yeah. when I'm in my meetings at work. So this is good, right? So th- yeah. before so I'd be like, okay, this is just a puberty squeak. You guys are like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. So before I used to think, oh, that's silly. You know, I like, here's a need. Here's a modern woman need, right? Holding a warm mug. I want to hold that warm mug when I am in my you know, virtual meetings. in my virtual meetings at my desk, I want to hold a warm mug. I can't leave my seat. I'm on that meeting for an hour. What if I have back to back meetings? That's the other thing. Like working for a tech company, you're on like video meetings, not just like phone. Right. So people can see you and you can't get up and do stuff. So I figured out that I need a hot plate at my desk to keep my chai tea warm because it gets cold during the meetings it's and like I want nice it warm. Linus blanket. Yes, but I, I, I'm worth a hot plate. I deserve Absolutely. a hot plate. Like it's Absolutely. okay that I That's have a hot plate. It's an, an easy, easy one easy to get. It's an easy um, but yeah. man, it took me a while to get it yeah. because of what I was telling myself yeah. about like, you don't need that. You can just go and warm up uh, your uh-huh. chai tea or why uh-huh. do you, it's bougie or whatever. No. Yeah. So, um, I forget my point, but you said I don't have to have a point. So, um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes those needs are really easy to identify, but then other times you can be like a little scientist and creative problem solver to figure out, okay, that worked really well. Let's say it's your favorite, you know, espresso drink or Mm -hmm. latte or Mm -hmm. or whatnot. And if you use oat milk compared to almond milk compared to coconut milk, like how, like, what's that experience for you? And you should have that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If it brings you joy yeah. and it doesn't cost you something and it's not illegal. Yeah. And stop you know? apologizing for actually having yeah. needs and having preferences. Yeah. And, 
you know, that it's, chai yeah. tea in the morning makes me so happy and it's a way that I can transition. Okay, the chai tea symbolizes that it's time to start the day. Mm-hmm. It's time to start the day. Mm-hmm. It's time to get ready for, mm-hmm. for work. It's time for me to put my work hat on. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that warm chai tea really helps get me done. going. Yeah. But I don't have to justify it or explain it. I can just, you know, ask for what I need. Mm-hmm. It is. You know. Yeah. Um, that brings me into a, another point that I wanted to talk about, misbehaving. That was something uh, that you had brought up. You brought up the yeah. word misbehaving. Um, yeah. So we can Which talk I learned about that. from Allison. Right. Yeah. We can talk about that in a couple of ways. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about it with partnership first before we talk about an individual. So partnership in terms of misbehaving, you were talking about how um, sometimes we can perceive things from the other people. Um, we can perceive their actions uh, in a way that mm-hmm. is negative. And um, so for me personally, a lot of times when I would get frustrated with you and our relationship, it would fall back on I would think you were misbehaving in some mm-hmm. way. You were you were working, you, you were prioritizing something else over something that I felt was important, mm-hmm. right? And you I was know? doing it on purpose. And you were doing that it I knew on that I was, was doing active. it. Right. Because that's you like knew that you were doing misbehaving right. is is doing something wrong, knowing right. that it's wrong. You right? You knew that you would rather do this one thing over doing this other thing. Yeah. And you didn't care how I felt about it. Yeah. You just were gonna do that anyway, which was not the case, right? Yeah. Right. So so misbehaving, I think, can really derail partnership. You know. Yeah. Because you talked about how you and I. Um, uh, like when you when you get in partnership, like it's easier to, to stay on course. Like I think that's the thing about strong partnership. It's, it's yeah. not so much necessarily be lock in step with someone all the time. But like recovering But quickly. more so like when you get off track, like yeah. you can get back on track pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. You know, so so I'm, I'm not discounting a point that you said, but more yeah. so just kind of adding um, adding a little bit of a caveat that you don't necessarily like partnership actually is you're probably going to get off track. Yeah, frequently, absolutely. you know, yes. but it's about how quickly do you get back on track? Yeah. And I think the misbehaving piece ties in on this too, right? Yeah. You know, so, so, um, what happens to partnership when you assume the other person is misbehaving? Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah. Okay. Let's peel that onion. Let's peel that onion. <laughs> let's peel that onion and waft it. Okay. Get that onion smell all up in the so. face. In order for it to be misbehaving, it has to be intentional, intentionally. You're assuming intention behind it. If you're assuming yes. someone's misbehaving, you're assuming, you're assuming negative, negative intent, intent. That you're not giving the benefit of the doubt. You are, you are saying that that person has a negative intention mm-hmm. to do something against you. Right. Or against Right. your blank or right. whatever it has to do with you related to you mm-hmm. and that therefore you think it's misbehaving or you assume it's misbehaving. Right. So that's the first part. The second part is let's say it's, let's say it's like a partnership, like, you know, an intimate partnership. Yeah. You can, you can use you and I. Yeah. Let's say it's us. So, just it's so funny like just even that alone it just 
just like supercharges even that word of misbehaving. Somebody's doing something against me. Right. Can you feel that energy? Yeah. It's like it's like How the energy you? that I have to protect myself right. from you, yeah, my integrity. husband, right. and I have to protect others from you because you are misbehaving. You're out of control. You're out of control. You are like doing something wrong. I have to protect myself from you and protect others from you. And I, we've cut off our our love, mm -hmm. you know, in that moment. Like it's every woman or man for himself in that scenario. So that's that like that energy and that foundation and the vibe of that whole thing. You can see how it's already doomed from right. the start. Nothing can grow from there. Nothing can grow from yeah. that. So to to explain something that is more like the contrast is what if what if you could count on me to to show up if I could. Like what if I say if I can I will. So this is the positive intent. Yes. To the to, opposite well, of to, the negative to show intent, a little right. contrast. Right. Yeah, yeah. Showing no, contrast. I, I just I just want to make sure I'm tracking yes. with you. So the other side of it is that you know who I am. You know that if I can, I will. If mm -hmm. you ask me something, if I can, I will. Right. And you can count on me for that. So then if there was a scenario that in your mind you thought that I was doing something against you, but then you remember that I can be counted on to say yes or to, to like, if you need my help or my support, like I'm a yes, if I can, I will. Right. That, can you feel it? Like that has so much less aggression yeah. and like tension yeah. and like yeah. to yeah. it, yeah. you know, like, okay, maybe, maybe she doesn't realize it. Maybe he doesn't realize it and giving benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. What if this is what Allison says? What if no one is misbehaving? What if no one is misbehaving? And how I interpret that is just granting positive intent. Mm -hmm. You know, what if they really do have a good reason for what they're doing and in their mind it made sense and in their mind they they made the the honorable choice or the right choice the choice that they thought was right mm -hmm. honoring that in somebody that's also a way to go first honoring the other person honoring that they said uh okay you know yeah, i see that honoring them yeah. yeah so if you thought that I was intentionally, I don't know if there, is there an example that we can kind of like play off of? Well, what I, well, more so what I'm hearing you say is, is, is a way to begin reconciliation maybe would to be, would to be to say, Hey, I perceived your action like yeah. this, but I know that's not really what you meant. Yeah. So could we begin a conversation about what? you really did mean or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Maybe? Like what does Bren, Brene Brown Bre say? Oh, Brene Brown. The story I'm telling the myself The story is... I'm telling myself. That's a version of it too. Yeah. That means I understand you have a whole side. You're a yeah. whole person. You have a whole side to you. You have feelings and thoughts and yep. everything. You yep. have, 
you know, all this going on over here. You're yeah. a full person, a co- mm-hmm. whole complete person. Whole and whole. you have your reasons. And I can share my point of view. It's totally okay to share how it comes across to me, my right. point of view, my perception, where right. my eyes are seeing. Right. And that is really powerful. I argue that even just doing that, like granting that positive intent, the benefit of the doubt, if you start there, yeah, I think people will, will even start start treating themselves better and and realizing that they are worth positive intent Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. that they're worth other people granting them positive intent that that you don't have to like explain yourself over and over and over again like it's okay we know that you're doing the right thing and you're doing all that you can and that you know this is the best that you got like it's okay like we know that about you Mm -hmm. um I don't know where else I was going with that, but like you deserve, everybody deserves to be, you know, given the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no, I, what, what I was going to kind of pick up where you were, where you were trailing, where you were ending was not trailing off where where you were ending was, um, is, uh, (laughs) I can't remember now because you just spilled my whiskey all over my lap. Um, (laughs) sorry, I'm so wet right now. Oh man, that's all right. Don't worry about it. I think it's like I think it's the the ice cube out of there. Let's get the ice cube out of my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. What was it? My hand? How did my hand get all the way over there? Put it right there. It was my fault. I shouldn't put it on the armrest. Yeah, Yeah, put it on the armrest. I'm just talking with my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was funny. Uh. The the thing that I was that I'm hearing you say is that um, if if you have a a foundation of positive intent yeah. of knowing hey when you enter in an extraordinary relationship or a partnership right if you yeah. if you're saying I'm gonna be a partner with this person part of what defines that yeah. means hey I'm gonna grant you positive intent right it used to be, used to yeah. say things like I've always got your back yeah right I'll share a story that um that I like to share uh from the moment that I fell in love with you oh that's nice this is the the moment the moment that I fell in love with you uh it was around the time that the ice bucket challenge yeah. was making its rounds yeah and we were working an event big event that you were the host of you were the whole thing you were the head honcho of the event and I made a joke in passing that you should do the ice bucket challenge like right now there was a couple of ice buckets mm-hmm. things I was just like you should do it do it right now and I remember you instead of being like you're so dumb or like you're so silly whatever you just you're like oh man I really want to be a down ass chick and do it I want to be like a ride or die, but nah, I just can't do it. And I was like, oh man, like I love this woman because you showed me that you Mm. would be a ride or die Mm -hmm. at that point, that (laughs) you, that you would be someone that, and even saying like ride or die, like the connotations that like you were, you were committed, right? But in saying you were committed, part of that definition was, I will always grant you positive intent. 
I didn't realize that's what you were telling me. You were telling me. I'm a friendly. I'm a, but not even more. It's more than that. Yeah, it is. Right? It's deeper than that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm talking about the, the, the vulnerability that it takes for men to enter a relationship. And a lot of the listeners in this show are guys who are probably entering heavy relationships for the first time or, or just getting out of like their first relationship. So I want to, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that vulnerability, right? Um, that, that when guys meet someone that they, that, that says like, you know, I, they feel like they can be that committed partner with really understand, you know, even maybe ask them, does that mean that you're going to grant me positive intent? Yeah. Like bake those words. Can I have the benefit of the doubt? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just saying, oh, I'm always going to have your back. Mm Mm-hmm. We found that to not be the case, right? Yeah. That's not that's not the case in relationships. Because sometimes, sometimes things happen where you're like, I can't have your back, right? Yeah, because you're not on board. You don't agree you with don't support the it. terms right. or something like that. Like, I, I'm not always going to have your back with everything. That's right, exactly. Because you might be passionate about something. And, and let's say we had different, you know you know, political views right. or religious views well, or we whatever. We do have different religious views. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So I mean, sometimes like, no, I can't get on board with you on, right. on that. Like, no. I, well, I think we're more I so guess, even now, but you know before what, though, probably. In a way though, I still have your back, but I don't have to, like, I'm still a, a champion for yeah. you, I guess, yeah. you know, in that way. I just don't have to agree. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't mean I have to agree with what you're saying in order to support you or to have your back. So I guess it is a version of having your back, but it is more than that. It's deeper yeah. than that. Like for if some weird reason you were put under oath and someone were to ask you like, <laughs> yeah. do you believe these no. X, Y, and Z? You could say comfortably, well, no, but that doesn't mean I don't support my husband. Yes. Or it doesn't in mean believing I them Ryan and, and in, you can... in who he is yeah. and what he believes yeah. and the passion that he has, right? Yeah, exactly. Because I, it's, it's my passion. Like right. you don't necessarily have to believe in X, Y, and Z, the same thing that I do, but it's the passion that right. I have that you're like, well, I can I believe, believe in that. you. And I, I believe, believe in, in yeah. you know, that this makes you happy right. and, and this is, yeah, right. for sure. Right. So I think that positive intent piece, if you're wondering how to combat the whole misbehaving, because that's, that's a killer for relationships. Yeah, killer. It's, it's hard. It's, it's right there. It's so available it's so to easy. think that the other person is doing something wrong and on purpose and to spite mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. you know that's not a good place to start Mm -hmm. we you know we're in our like podcast voice right now but (laughs) you know when we're just in regular real i talk like this life i always talk like this (laughs) yeah um you know it's a lot more practical and a lot more real and you know but with that layer and and we talk like this all the time yeah, we're we're pretty calm. No, but I mean, we talk about this stuff all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, we do. We, we do. That's why I've been wanting to do one of these for so long, because this is yeah. just like a normal... Co- like, we could just be having dinner right now, and it's yeah. like, this is totally normal. Yeah, but we also <laughs> have like... Like, I don't want people to think that, you know, we're so polished in, in oh, like right, perfect, yeah, right, in, yeah, a, in no. a perfect oh, polished way of, of partnership. It gets really messy around here sometimes, but we're like allowed... Today's Thursday. We were fighting on what, Monday? Yeah. Like, yeah. so... <laughs> yes. 
So we're, but we give each other permission to just like blow things up a little bit and get, you know, like I'm speaking like in terms of communication, like communication can get really messy Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. we can like blow it up and it, and, and clean it up together. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like be on the same side, but we're allowed to let it blow up Mm -hmm. because sometimes like it needs to blow up in order to figure out a need. Yeah. Yeah, Right. So I just want to like, like you said before, it's not about avoiding all conflict and, and, and never say anything, never saying anything that makes the other person, um, you know, mad or even have hurt feelings or feel disrespect or whatever it is. It's not hiding more of yourself. It's, it's no, it's actually expressing yourself more by having boundaries, saying what you, saying what you mean, mm-hmm. you know, not speaking in code, not speaking in clues mm-hmm. that like, like, let's be honest, if, if we're talking about real love, like real, real, real raw love, let's say, then all that, all that stuff like goes out the window, you know, it doesn't, all that stuff is, is silly, like anticipating the needs of your partner. And if you don't know what I need, that doesn't mean that you don't love me. Right. So I guess a different way of saying that is, you know, if if you, if you loved me, you know, you wouldn't have to ask me what I want for Christmas or what I want for my birthday or what I want for Valentine's day or whatever. Or if I even care about Valentine's day or whatnot. So if I'm just speaking to you in clues and hints, how are you really supposed to know what I need? And Mm -hmm. then it's like, we're playing these little games with, with each other. Yeah. So that yeah i don't know where i was going with that either no, but no, i think what, what you're sharing the I, yeah you're sharing the 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 female perspective on yeah. what i think you're trying to do is share the female perspective on communication and how they communicate and what that makes me want to share yeah. is the male communication which is sometimes very explosive right so yes. so men yeah, exactly. communicate most i think i learned this this weekend men communicate the most when we're angry yeah. You know, that's when we, that. that's when we give our needs the most, when we have, when we feel like we have nothing to lose, we have yeah. nothing else to lose. We're like, finally, then we will give in our needs. Right. So to your point about communication and recovery and learning how to let things go and, and go to bed, you know, fine. Yeah. Um, understanding your partner, if, if you're a woman in a relationship with a man, understanding that if he communicates loudly that okay while it might while you can have a conversation about how he communicates loudly that's totally fine you can still find that okay at least he's communicating his what he needs to me at some point but the the tricky part is is hearing it right Mm -hmm. because it's going to come within a flurry of all these other things yeah but that's where if you're a ride or die you're yeah. going to stay there and you're going to you're going to sift through all of the stuff to try to figure out yeah. what it is and that's where men need to do the same thing too when women yeah. are sharing and sharing and sharing men just want to tune out yeah. you know most of the time men don't avoid fights uh, from the men that I've spoken with the thousands of them at this point they avoid fights because they take too long uh, uh-huh they just they take too long to to get over them fights yeah. can take 
three days, four days, yeah. five days. Um, guys want fights to take like four minutes. Well, then you got to get real good with partnership right. then. You got to get real good with partnership. And guys have have fallen uh, victim to um, just becoming kind of like uh, apology yeah. guys. Yeah. Like just sort of like the art of the apology. Yeah. Um, which... I think was fine for a certain generation, yeah. but I think moving forward, like for our son's generation, yeah. I don't think that I don't think the apology is necessarily going to fly. It just anymore. doesn't fix everything. Right. It has to. Well, it has to just be authentic. Yeah. More authentic and, right. and apology over and over and over for the same. For the same you know, thing. Right. Loop or problem. Right. Or reoccurring. Right. I mean, we, we live together we're in these like we call it rowing the boat for a reason because we just have to keep rowing the boat rowing the boat on just regular like living life day-to-day life requires a lot of deals and a lot of like you know figuring out that stuff and i think it does call it does also cause you to have a lot of the same fights for a while like we did have a lot of the same fights for and that's when we had to realize okay what we're doing isn't working right and yeah, it needs to blow up in that way a little bit because it's just not working. So right. then we have had to come back to the table and be willing to come back to the table. Like, oh my gosh, sometimes sometimes these conversations that we have take hours. Yeah, and they're the ones that we just had like a few days ago yeah. or like a few months ago. Yeah, but yeah. once, if you're willing, then... The scenario that you were talking about seemed like that guy in that scenario would just tune out. Right. He would tune out, say sorry, maybe this will, you know, give her what she needs or enough of what she needs. She wants to hear my sorry and then I can be done with it and walk away and just be detached and and separate from Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. I just, I invite you to like go to that person no, I agree with you. I think the reason men think that it's okay to say sorry is because um, I think generationally, um, even just saying sorry was big for some men, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like men didn't usually actually have to apologize. You know, yeah. Men in like the fifty, like you know, forties, yeah. fifties, like that sort of like yeah, I don't all that think historical they necessarily stuff. Apologize, right? So yeah. even just men saying sorry, yeah, is gener- you know, is generationally kind of like a new thing. So I yeah. think there was a couple generations of men that were like, hey, I said sorry, yeah, and that should be enough, whether they meant it or not. Just yeah. saying that word compared was, to their reality that's enough right but that's not enough for partnership but that's not enough for partnership right and i think that's why partners again this this day and age and and i think people our age and and younger yeah are 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 a little bit more serious with like the apology thing and like understanding like what sorry means and reconciliation yeah all that stuff partnership is so cool that you can get down to the nitty-gritty right about appreciation yeah and ways that you like to be appreciated right what and based on ways that you like to be appreciated i can look at those ways ways way number one two and three and i can look at what that would cost me to appreciate you in that way yeah like you know gifts is one of your love languages it is and it's like the best 
best bang for your buck yeah. um, to, to get you a gift, a, a thoughtful gift or surprise gift or just something unexpected. You feel so filled up by that and so yeah. seen and appreciated. That's like huge bang for, mm -hmm. for the buck. But gifts aren't that easy for me as they are to you. I'm right. more of a physical touch and words of affirmation. I could give words all day. I, yep, I do acts of service as well. And, and we notice that some of our love languages are different than the ones that we like to receive versus mm -hmm. the ones that we like to provide. If you're not familiar with the book, we're referencing the five love languages. Yes. I'll put a uh, link yes. to that in the show notes. But um, yeah. yeah, so getting back to the appreciation example, knowing what I can do. Let's say I don't have a lot of energy, but I want to appreciate you for something. Right knowing that it doesn't take me much effort to make you coffee, but mm -hmm. coffee goes a long way with you or breakfast in the morning goes a long way with mm -hmm. you. I can make you breakfast mm -hmm. and not have it cost me too much. Like mm -hmm. the cost is, is small, yeah. but the benefit is big Yeah, where a gift would be, it would kind of be like a break even, you know, like, yeah. no, you no. You gave me a it, gift today. Did you realize that? No. You gave me one today. You told me I could stay in bed till nine and oh, that you would just give Reese off to the, that's a, that was like, you gave me the option of an extra like half hour of sleep. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like telling each other. Yeah. Talking that's to a, each other. That, that's, a, yeah. that's a massive gift. So, so knowing, okay, what really, how do you like to be appreciated and yeah. asking your partner in what ways do you like to be appreciated? What does that look like for you? What does it look like for me? What does it cost me to appreciate mm -hmm. you in the ways that you like to be appreciated? And is there a sweet spot where it doesn't cost a lot for me, but it gives mm -hmm. you a big outcome? What does that look like? Yeah. And just like this language of appreciation, even just to have that in your back pocket. Yeah. It's amazing. So these nitty gritty things about partnership can be so beautiful right. when you just crack it open and you get you get through those partnership sexy hard just say layers. It. They, sexy. it is partnership is so sexy. It is healthy partnership. Healthy partnership is so, is so sexy. sexy, and you can you can like be so much, achieve so much, have really rich you know experiences and qualities of life even if you don't have a lot of money, mm -hmm. even if you don't have things that are going your way. I mean, we've, we've had our ups and downs for sure and our financial <laughs> ups and downs for sure. Yeah. But you know, having a solid partnership really gets you through like the hard times in life mm -hmm. and the things that are beyond our control mm -hmm. and it can be really, really sweet. But what you have to do is you have to put aside all those damaging tools and, systems that you were you were given by your mother your father their mother their father you know our family members from that that generation of the 50s you mm -hmm. know and, and before that and before that and before that and and those things that have just been passed down over and over again my my parents certainly didn't do partnership in this way i did yeah. not see this growing up i did not see anybody doing mm -hmm. this um, growing up besides like a TV thing, but that was a little bit more surface level. Um, I never saw par partnership like this. So just knowing that it can exist and it can exist beautifully that I don't have to manipulate you 
to get what I want from you and your power as a man, your strength, your power, your excitement doesn't have to threaten me either. Right. And I can be with your strength and you can be with my strength because I realize that men are really intimidated by women's strength sometimes. And we have, you mm-hmm. know, no idea about that. Yeah. Um, so just like you can be powerful. I can be powerful. We can be powerful together. I can get what I need from you. We can be real. I can just be honest and open with you and know that you will, you will grant me positive intent. Like mm-hmm. I really think, you know, I really think that's it. Yeah. No, I agree. Only thing I would kind of add to that is uh, just a little bit of a brief commentary on expectations uh, and just yes. being being clear about what you expect and understanding that um, happiness stems a lot from expectations, yes. right? And what you gauge yes. as happiness yes. or what you gauge as a happy relationship or healthy yeah. relationship um, really uh, centers a lot on expectations. Yeah. So, you know, to give an example of you know, some of the more leaner times in our life, we would go to, thankfully we live in LA. So we we live in a very beautiful city where there's stuff to do. Yeah. Like walking distance, but but it is very, um, it's also expensive and it, it causes some stress. It is, but it causes the lows to be low. (laughs) I agree with you. I agree with you. But what I was going to say is we have, though on in during some of those leaner times still done very yeah. fun fancy yeah. things i think about going to the la brea tar pits oh, right yeah. down by the mm-hmm. contemporary art museum yeah that's a wonderful yeah. time a wonderful place to spend the day to feel very fancy yeah you don't have to spend a dime you don't even pay for parking yeah you time it right on get street parking <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean so so there are ways that you can set your expectations yeah. when you're at times where you might not be wherever you think your relationship should be. Right. So, so our relationship also, I think we, you know, we're not going to have a lot of time to talk about this, but our relationship started in our thirties. Yeah. Right. right. So that's a big yeah, thing a too. So, right. So we didn't, we didn't have a lot of time. Right. Yeah. And so we're building and we're courting and dating and yeah. planning our lives. And then we're building, our lives together while we're building our careers still and all of these things. So, yeah. Um, and we, we went through, you know, other relationships mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. we had just, you know, all of that with long-term relationships yeah. that we needed to, you know, work through and, yeah. um, assuming we would have certain characteristics like the other people or whatnot, yeah. you know, all of these things that came with it, you know, so. And I'm not in, in meaning in our thirties is not young compared to couples that meet in their fifties. We right. were just older than, um, friends or, or peers of our age mm-hmm. group that had already started families that their children, right. some of their children were already teenagers right. by the time we were coupling up and, right. and getting married. Right. Um, you know, I was 33, you were 32 mm-hmm. and, and for, for where we came from, that was about 10 years late. Yeah. To, to get married and to start At a family. At least eight years late. Most of my friends were married by 24, 25. Yeah. And to have a, a child at 36, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's yeah. a little later than mm-hmm. the normal. But but I understand that people do <laughs> couple up after 30s and, and 
Well, that's very common nowadays, yeah. right? Because, I mean, the conference we were at this past uh, two weekends ago, yeah. a lot of people later in life yes. looking to couple up yes. um, have had bad relationships, broken relationships. Yeah. So absolutely, I'm not... Um, but you can start I'm anywhere. Not, I'm, no, I'm not unnormalizing hook or, or, or saying it's weird to, to be dating later in life. That was not my intention at all. Thank or you that, for... No, no, I was just for, saying, like, we're not that old compared to it just feels that way yeah right right. like it just feels that way like it felt culturally it felt like but but even living in los angeles um if you get down to the nitty-gritty we are probably in the average most people do get married later later. in la they have kids later in la um so it it is yeah it's it's all relative is basically what i'm saying yeah you know and and i think it, it, going back to my initial comment about expectations, there are cultural expectations, um, and, and they change from where you are. We grew up in yeah. Michigan, right? Yeah. So we bo- that's one of the unique things about us, too, is we both grew up in the same state, even though we met out here in California. Yeah. We grew up in the same state, right? But there are, there are similarities and characteristics to relationships in, in Michigan, yeah. right? But there are similarities yep. to relationships in California too, yeah. right? And I think if you went to any state or any county, even any city, you'd find nuances yeah, in the absolutely. cultural a culture of how people approach relationships. Yep. Uh, but the cool thing about what we learned Lux in the partnership stuff that we've been talking about on this show is you can apply these to any relationship in any context. Yes. Doesn't have to be romantic. Can yep. be work. Can be family. Yeah. Can be best friend. Could be romantic intimate yep. partner. Like, um, what if you knew exactly what your boss expected of you? Right. What if you knew? Right. We we talked about this. What if just yeah. the other day? Yeah. What if you knew? We don't even have to go down the rabbit holes. We could just say the questions and that yeah. could be great. You know, yeah. what if you knew how to win with your boss? Right. What if your boss told you how to win with them? Right. What if your boss told you how you can appreciate them mm-hmm. or the it, whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, what if, what if you could? Yeah. Like, what if you could go up to your you know someone that you even work with like maybe someone you manage and say hey what does appreciation look like to you yeah how do you you like to be appreciated yeah 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 Yeah, i was thinking about that i was having a difficult conversation with a family member not too long ago and i remember just saying so many times okay so tell me what that looks like to you yeah what does that look like to you because i genuinely want to provide it yeah i don't know what that looks like to you and i don't want to give you what i assume that is exactly because it may or not may or may not be what you want or what you need or what you're looking for so tell me what that looks like yeah and and i can do it all right let's transition let's transition uh so we covered a lot of ground yes uh we've talked about a lot of topics and we've moved through a lot of things Mm -hmm. talked about partnership at work uh, and you know, we sort of dipped out of your work conversation a little bit sooner than I wanted to and moved more into the, the conference and moved into more of our stuff. So, um, I apologize if there was more That's that okay. you wanted to share about your work. Um, but I think we covered a lot about work and partnership, yeah, you know I what I mean? Good. As, as, as yeah. we moved through it, I think there wasn't anything that I felt like I wanted to come back and, and revisit. Mm-mm. Um, and you know, I think this is a topic that we could we could go parcel for, out for, for hours, for and, hours, hours, and, and, hours. hours and hours and hours and hours. We didn't even, yeah. you know, dive into some other topics that right. have been really, right. you know, life changing for us. Right. And right. this is just like skimming the top. Right. There's we, so much right. here. Right. We basically talked about 
our conference was 14 hours of programming. It wasn't even all of this. And we didn't even get to cover all of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. so we've done, you know, you've done hundreds of hours of work with Allison. I've done tens of hours of work with Allison, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so there's so much more that people can yeah. dive into yeah, uh, and, 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 pull, and, and get into. Or if there's, um, a, you know, other resources that just like click and, and, sure, and work for sure. you, just, just as, as long as there's a, an understanding that the other person gets the benefit of the doubt, right. that they're not the victim of the strategy. Right. Yeah. That two people can come together as real people. You know, it's it's more practical. It's more like common sense uh, based versus like a strategy base. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. think of it as just two people, two human beings that have needs. They're whole people. They have feelings and thoughts. They have a whole childhood, a whole yeah. background. Whole story that you don't know. A whole story. And they deserve the benefit of the doubt, even if they have never given you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, it's just good to, it's just a nice way to like live out your life and Mm -hmm. just the filter that you come into the world, you know, yeah. traffic, imagine driving in traffic that, that everyone has a reason they're dealing with something, they're stressed. Now I'm not, you know. I'm not saying that some of their behavior is is appropriate, but what if you could have the experience of life and it's more positive because people aren't out to get you anymore and people aren't attacking you and you're safe. You're safe with yourself. You know, you keep yourself safe. You keep yourself, you know, with your needs met. And you manage your expectations and and you catch yourself if you start, you know, having these wild, unrealistic expectations. You know, some of these, we don't even know where they come from. And we're just given these expectations and then we we hold people up to these expectations and it's all silly. It's Mm -hmm. all very silly. What if you could just start over? Mm -hmm. What if you could just decide today, whatever my mother put on me, my father, don't put on me sounds negative, but like just what I saw from my mother, what I saw from my father, like what if I can make my own decisions about right. that? What if, what if I can do things a different way? What if their experience doesn't have to be my experience? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not that, you know, it, it was terrible and not that it was, it was great either. Just, just neutral about that. But there's, there's a lot of good news here. And if, yeah, I, I, I want to, I want more people to be like open to partnership and the possibilities of partnership and, mm-hmm. and to not give up yet. Yeah. You know, at this time in our in our lives and in this, you know, current climate, um, you know, the world that we live in today, we really need to start partnering with each other like this. And even the political climate right now, we are just on two totally opposite sides you know, of, of the fight. And we're just, we're just dividing and separating and ripping in half. And I, I think it's time for us to come together as people, as human beings, you know, not left versus right man versus woman, 
you know, whatever, Mm. you know, this race against this race or whatever it is, all those things that separate us. We're all human. We all have needs. We all deserve to be considered and we all deserve to be respected. So you think the key to it's like the human. key to solving a lot of the humanitarian crisis, it's, a lot of the yeah. political, you know, divisiveness, you think the way that we can solve that is partnership. Partnership. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I really think that partnership has the ability to to solve the world's biggest problems. Imagine imagine like using this you know, this way of being to, to solve big problems. What if we could, Yeah. what if we could put our minds together for big problems versus just these small, stupid things that we deal with every day that are more annoying. Yeah. We're wasting our minds, our resources, our minds, our gifts, our talents, all of it. All of it. Yeah. So that's, that's really where I wanted to end this all. It's, it's not about being perfect. I still have one more question. Okay, great. This is great. You know, I love I to share parts. Oh, wow. Is this your show or is it my show? It's debatable <laughs> at this point. This right now, our moment uh, of relating. <laughs> our moment this of relating. This is Jeanette, Jeanette Brown show. <laughs> Whiskey and Jeanette. <laughs> you don't even call me Jeanette. I don't. Whiskey and Jen. Okay, so what's your question? No, you were you were landing the plane. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. What, what's your question? I that's where I want to end it. I, I you want me to start up again? No, I mean yes, but it's possible. It's human. We all can do it. Yes, it's a different way of living, a different way of being. It's not a diet. Mm. You're not gonna just like I like that. I like that. Give up. You it's know, not a cleanse. Give up saying the F yeah. word for a couple of months. Yeah, it's not no. like Lent where it, you give something up yeah. for 40 days. It's just yeah. like a real commitment, yeah. a real true commitment to, to this thing, to this way of being. To a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. and and I think the, the hurdle is being able to trust yourself and being able to like meet your own needs and and have a strong sense of self and strong, strong, like trust that you got your own, you have your own back Yeah. in a way. Yeah. That's great. That's great. My last question, the final one, because this is a show that's about supporting healthy masculinity. Yes. Um, and you are a really smart, uh, well-read, thought-out woman who gives great advice. Uh, You give great advice to your friends and you give great advice to people that you care about. So what advice would you give a person who is seeking healthy partnership? Mm. Man or woman, just... What advice? What advice would you give them? You know, one piece of advice. Okay, it'll be more than one. That's fine. I knew that. I knew that before I said it. Yep. Sorry to. I'm sorry to to confine. My brain is just like sorry to confine your brain. I know. You know, one is hard to do. See, but that's a classic. Like as a man trying to protect you, because I'm like, oh shoot, I overwhelmed her with more than one thing. I have (laughs) to protect her. No, you're fine. 
I can handle. You can handle it. You can hang. Yeah. You can hang. So, so advice. Pieces of advice. Pieces. That might all relate in one way. They do great. <laughs> if not, um, who cares? That really, like, okay, repeat, repeat the question again so I can hear it yeah. all the way. Piece of advice. As a woman, what advice would you give a person? Oh, as a woman. Yeah. Okay. As a woman. Okay. You're a woman. Yeah. Uh, I I want to take advantage of having a woman oh, on yeah. this show mm-hmm. to talk about supporting healthy masculinity because okay, I don't yeah. always have women on here. Yeah. And I, uh, you know. Yes. I I think the advice for being a woman, being a woman who has had to protect myself to to get you know like to count on myself a lot Mm -hmm. so that that the good news is if if these relationships are simply moments in every moment you can start new my advice would be to approach the next moment with like some uh, like a fresh perspective, uh, a fresh yeah. pair of eyes. Yeah. What if the next moment that you take with, you know, whoever in, in your life, if it's a relationship, an intimate relationship or not, but in that next moment of relating, just, just like sit there with it, sit there with experiencing that moment as, as a moment of relating. Mm-hmm. And if that gives you some freedom, liberation, if it relieves some tension, if it like melts away some of that history, the, the, the baggage history that we don't like, the good news is that we carry within our hearts all those loving feelings and those good memories like we don't have to throw out all of history, but mm-hmm. we also don't have to be dragging this, this baggage everywhere that we go. So my advice would be to approach the next moment of relating with gentler, gentler eyes, gentler tone, gentler yeah. Like being. don't approach the same way, right? Yeah. Like if you're going to recognize that this was a moment of relating, yeah. if you're going to really treat relationships as moment by moment, yeah. then actually be different when you want to be different. Yeah. yeah. There is also another piece I want to add because approaching partnerships um, means that the other person, you also have their buy-in. Right. You know? Right. And so they have to also commit to something with, with partnerships. And a question that I used to have in my mind that I would like run my life with this question. The question was, how do I make this work? 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 With people, with situations, with a job, with, you know, a project, with whatever. But especially with relationships, especially with an intimate relationship. There is a different question now mm-hmm. that that I ask myself and, and that I've I've learned to ask myself. And instead of how can I make this work? The question is, is it worth it to partner? 
is it worth it yeah. to partner with it's this person? Is it, is it worth it to partner with this organization? Is it worth it to partner with this blank? Whatever it is, then you can actually decide not to be with the person that's in front of you. If you've done the litmus test and they are not meeting you halfway, they're not a willing participant, they're not an open space for this, you also can say, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be the bigger person and to be the one to like, tr- you know, like move this needle forward, especially if you don't have a willing participant. So I wanted to add that as well. That every moment of relating can be can be liberating, can be can be more spacious and more free because of that, you know, removing all that baggage. But also you don't have to partner with everybody. You don't have to be a space of partnership with everybody if if they don't like uh, a minimum requirement for me is is respect. And if someone continues to disrespect me, you know, that includes lying as well. That includes, you know, lo- lots of different things. Mm-hmm. And how can I make this work is not worth it sometimes. I will be like driving myself down to the bone if I make this work. I don't want to make this work. Is it worth partnering? Mm-hmm. That's a different question. That's a different set of like, you know, intuition and, and yeah, feelings. Different skill set. Yeah. yeah different approach so, and everything. Yeah. Is it worth partnering? I'm allowed to ask. I'm yeah. allowed to say. I'm allowed to say that I don't want to partner with everybody. And I don't mm-hmm. have to partner with everybody. And I can choose not to. Yeah. And that's also the advice that I, I would want to give. And a lot of women in my life, they 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 don't really have a a healthy way of dating, you know, um, recording somebody, recording even an organization or a passion or whatnot. They just... Just any relationship in general. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what if you could sort, what if you could court this mm-hmm. until you realize that it's not a fit anymore? And what if you were allowed to say, it's no longer a fit. I, I, I can no longer like you know move it's nothing forward personal. It. it's okay yeah, it, yeah it, takes the, it takes the personal piece out of it yeah right? yeah yeah so that those would be my two pieces of advice yeah i appreciate that because it's unique to hear straight from the people themselves right you know what i mean so whether you're a man listening to it or a woman listening to it or someone who doesn't identify or identifies as both like you can take that piece of of knowing that you have that freedom freedom yeah. is so important to you yeah. you have that freedom to say where you have that freedom to run it through whatever yeah. you need to, to then yeah. be able to say, this is the right fit for me or yes. it's not. And you can decide what that process of running it through looks like. Yeah. And you can change it if you want to. Yeah. You can have that process be more intricate for some people or decisions than others. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing is you can, you can have that freedom to decide. Yeah. Yeah. And freedom to me means not being, stuck into a small box and being small and making myself small and quieter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that is not that's not the way we were made right we were made to express fully exactly who we are like who our who our soul is the real us not the you know the battered and bruised you know chip on the shoulder Mm -hmm. attitude version 
Right. I'm saying like who who we were born to be. Well, and I think we were born, we were meant, we were created to have healthy partnership. That was yeah. part of how we were created, right? We weren't created to walk through life isolated. Right. But we alone. also weren't created to walk through life with a partner that treats us like crap. Right? Yeah. You know? And what if your perception of the world is helpful and, and my perception of the world is helpful and it's complementary? Mm-hmm. That what you have, I don't have. And what I have, you don't have. Right. And it's okay that that's okay. that you think differently than me and mm-hmm. I have different needs than you. These things are all okay. Right. And human beings, like we can, we can work together being different. Also, you know, some other questions that I used to ask in my mind were, do I agree? Do I agree? Do I agree? And I couldn't partner with somebody if I didn't agree. Well, agreeing with somebody is optional. Right. You have that choice. Yeah. 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 You have that choice. Yeah. Uh, I see. We can talk about it forever. I know. There's so many different little things. Like there's there's so many threads that you could pull. Yeah. And just go down all if, of those things. You know, if you want to do a part two version, if people are interested in in what we have to say, or you know, we can even talk about more stories or go into to different scenarios. But that's just the the gist of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we, we could, we're really only scratching the surface, yeah. you know, but, um, I think it's a great, it's a great start. And for me, the partnership conversation, uh, runs so closely to supporting healthy masculinity. Yeah, that I just felt absolutely. like, I felt like this conversation had to happen sooner rather than yeah. later. Um, because if you're thinking about foundationally supporting healthy masculinity partnership, yeah. uh, is definitely a, yeah. a very, a, a very important pillar yes. in that equation. There you bring up a word that I want to, I want to highlight healthy masculinity, healthy partnership, and even healthy potential partners. Mm -hmm. Some listeners may be partnering with partners that are unhealthy or toxic versions. Um, Maybe, for example, an unhealthy partner or someone that would not be worth partnering for some would be like an, like an addict, Right. an addictive personality or somebody that is like those people um, m- might not be able to be in this like extraordinary partnership that we're we're talking about so so just you might have to assess you know people are they are they like a healthy person to partner because you don't you don't want to like if you're looking for this like are you are you willing to partner with somebody that that may not be able to partner yeah so that that's a, a thing too like are you are you partnering with a healthy partner mm-hmm. someone capable of mm-hmm. partnership someone mm-hmm. able to to put this situation or these topics or or this work as a priority yeah well i think that might be part two is uh, identifying and how to survive unhealthy partnerships and what to do about that. I think that would be uh, that'd be a great topic. How to protect yourself. How to protect yourself. How to, and how how to, to create yeah. boundaries, yeah, to, how to, create boundaries to get what you need. All of those things regarding unhealthy partnerships. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that's something to, to think more about. But, um, babe, I just, I'm really grateful that you came on yeah. the show. Yeah, you were Thanks. a really amazing guest. Thanks. Um, and thank you for everything that you shared. And thank you for just saying yes and taking a risk and and being willing to to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. I had a lot of fun. 
Thank you, friends, for tuning into another episode of Whiskey and Rye. Uh, wow, that was a ton of fun for me, and uh, I think Jen had a ton of fun too. So thank you so much for joining us for that conversation on partnership. Uh, if you are a part of our Patreon supporters, uh, you will get the video for this uh, as well, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, so I hope you're able to check that out. Uh, aside from that, I just want to say one thing. Um, I've noticed that I have an opportunity uh, to be a little bit better at letting you all know when these episodes are coming out sometimes i confuse when i'm recording them with when i'm releasing them and it just it's very confusing as to when these episodes are coming out so uh, i have with me here the schedule for season two and i just wanted to kind of share with you what that's going to look like um i'm hoping to do an episode every two weeks uh through the first week of april um and that looks like uh hopefully doing a couple interviews but if not getting interviews then doing uh, just a few um of our segment pieces our four-part in uh segments uh episodes to just get some content out regularly because a lot of stuff is happening a lot of things a lot of good conversations that i'm having that i want to share so uh would like to get out an episode every two weeks through april take a quick break for april uh record a couple episodes uh, and then also take a little bit of a rest uh and then start back up in may and then go through the middle of june uh and then end in june uh, and then take a little bit more time off before season three so uh that's the schedule hoping for every two weeks from here on out um but you know as things come uh things come up it might delay the schedule a little bit so just wanted to let you know about that that's the only major update this week um just wanted to again uh, i mentioned the patreon at the beginning uh, again if you uh, are interested in becoming a founder there are uh, plenty of spots left and uh these are really exciting opportunities for you to be a founder of whiskey and rye so i encourage you to scoop up one of those spots while you can uh, i want to say thank you to the deep west for providing just amazing music for the podcast uh, always appreciative to have them and uh that's all for now i raise my glass to you cheers cheers